you know, once you can sort of start to really identify the things that matter in your life and hold yourself accountable to them and apply action to keep moving in a direction that's going to make it better, you're going to live in a place that has judgment. You're going to live in a place that has fear until you can start to set your boundaries and understand Mm -hmm. your goals and how to, how to see where you want to go. Hey everybody, that's a preview of today's episode with Laura Moon and Nicole Gerard of the Ask More, Get More YouTube channel. We hope you enjoy the episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast, where we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies that help you to build and maintain wealth. So my name is David Chuddick, and as we talk every week, I'm a certified financial planner, and I believe that how we all handle our money impacts every part of our life. And uh, today we're talking with Laura Moon and Nicole Gerard, um, and they are the hosts of the Ask More, Get More show, and they have just some cool tips. And, and we're going to talk about some goal setting and boundaries and just some mindset topics today that is just really up my alley. Uh, so, hey, Laura, tell us what's going on and hey. where are you from? Because you say about differently than right. we say about. Oh, no. Uncovered. <laughs> Exposed. We are Canadian. Uh, okay. we, we are located in Toronto. So we are in the center. Um, and, uh, we are really excited to talk about setting goals when it comes to finances and how your boundaries can really either make or break your bank account. Um, and our, our show is really about, um, interviewing thought leaders, understanding the habits that they've created to become successful so that we can understand how they did it and apply it in our own lives and everyone around us. So if you get a chance to listen to the show, there's a lot of great interviews that we've had. You had a really smart guest on um, that. I don't think that show's come out yet, but uh, he that guy is was coming good. up this month. And, yeah. you know, he's a good one. You want to talk a about one. a money mindset? I tell you, that guy you got to listen to. Yeah. David yeah. is work- a guest on our show. He will be out. I'm looking real super quick. Where are you? In December. December. So. Yeah. Perfect. Just That's in almost time, like early, time for the holidays. Early Christmas present. That's right. That's go. right. So I work with a business coach and and he talks a lot about state and, and a lot of the, just kind of the mental state and, mm-hmm. and how to even, you know, sometimes like I have a stand-up desk, so I'm standing up right now and, and how all these things kind of put you in different mindsets and can really, really affect your, all of our performances. And even if you look at some athletes, I mean, sometimes you look at an athlete and you're like, yeah, that guy's going to win or, or that girl's going to win just because of their body language and their state. And, and, or you could look at one and say, yeah, they, they look defeated and it doesn't look like they're they're going to win and and let's face it life's a game i mean we're either win or lose and money's a game mm-hmm. and, and we're gonna in business and, and even relationships everything is a game that we need to try to win right it's not and it doesn't you don't win just by um by drifting so no so cool deal no man. Well, not- let's talk about some boundaries okay so <laughs> like with money or any other area in success i mean what are like why would i even consider talking about boundaries when i'm talking about success Absolutely. I mean, boundaries are the key to your ability to say no to things. So if you can start to understand what's important in your life and the things that you're trying to achieve attached to some sort of dollar amount, it's critical that you have the confidence to move into conversations in order to establish boundaries. 
So that's the first place that when we start to think about the boundaries that we set for ourselves, do we have mm -hmm. the confidence to say no? So can I, sh I'm going to hold this up to the camera and yeah. then you can't even see what I'm, what I'm, but um, <laughs> I did a, thir a September 30 day challenge for, oh, for, great. for and, and it was no chips, no potatoes, no ice cream, no fast food, no fried food, no chocolate, no white breads, no soda or juice, no cakes no or fun. donuts, no cookies or candy. <laughs> now I printed this out and it was on my refrigerator. I told my kids, um, I had one at the office and normally at the office, I eat pretty well because I can control that environment. But those are some boundaries. And that. what I can tell you is number one, everybody said, wow, that's impossible. I could never do that. And what I said is, well, you didn't have my kids nagging you saying you, and nine pounds later, you know, at the end of the Ooh. month, it's like, you know what? Sometimes giving yourself some rules that eating a cookie just simply was not an option because it was on the list. And even my kids would say, is it on the list? I was like, yeah, well, they're like, you can't eat it. And my nice. birthday, September 27th, they wouldn't even let me have a cheat day. So we had to celebrate <laughs> my birthday. It, you know, I think it was October 2nd. So, but Hey, you know what, that, that boundary, we kept it because if you break it once, then you break it the next time. And then pretty soon the list never even existed. Well, David, you also did one of the little seats and that's telling people what your boundaries are. And if you have good people around you, they're going to hold you accountable and they're going right. to remind you. And they're going to say, Hey, you said you wanted to do this. And, and the other thing that we talk about with boundaries is what in turn, and this is the example I love to give. You're on a financial budget right now. You're saving for something specific. You've got everything down to the zero. Like every dollar has a place. Every dollar has a purpose. And then your friends say, oh, we're going out for dinner at the barbecue place. I mean, when we used to be open because here in Canada, we're not open. But we remember when we used to go for dinner. Back when you say, could Come on, be you in the same room with somebody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. remember the good old days? Yeah. But it's, it's having the confidence of saying no to family, to friends. It's, and it's the boundary and having confidence with your own boundaries. Because if you don't, people are going to cross them like crazy. Well, and what's funny. You're not getting traction. During my September challenge, and I made a different challenge in October and I have a different one in November. And I think that those are the boundaries to have them in front of me. Yes. You know, there were some just quote normal people that that were like, yeah, that's crazy. And I had to literally, you know, when I had lunch with some people, I had to show them my phone and say, here, here's my September challenge. And, um, you know, I, I have, you know, we, I have some athletic goals and everything and they all involve, mm -hmm. you know, weighing a little bit less and being a little bit healthier. So, so looking at that end game, I think is just so, so important. Absolutely. So there's a couple of things that you actually did there, um, whether you know it or not. And it really uh, feeds that growth mindset where you have identified a goal, you have accepted the challenge. So you, so you now have, because I say, you know, this is, you're choosing now how you're going to spend your time. How mm -hmm. is David going to invest some of his time in a given period? So in order to do that effectively, you've identified the goal, you've accepted the challenge, you have understood what needs to happen in order to achieve it. Mm -hmm. You communicated it so that there was an accountability piece to it. And you set the environment for you to be successful in it. Yeah. And those are four key areas that you really need to look at if you are going to establish a new boundary, because it may have been a challenge that you accepted for yourself. But there were a lot of individuals that were involved in it. Mm -hmm. It was the people that you were going out for lunch for, mm -hmm. your family, your environment. And so being able to communicate that boundary by understanding those sort of four key areas that are going to contribute to you being successful in it 
Sure. And a buddy of mine, we would literally like text just a picture of our lunch back and forth. So we supported each other because that was a pretty restrictive list, but it was, it actually really wasn't that hard, you know, with uh, when you just make that decision up front that this stuff is off limits and it's just not an option. But if you I know, would have cheated once the first day, then the whole month would have yeah, just been Yeah, the over. whole thing's thrown off. And you you just mentioned something else, David, that's so important when we're setting our goals. And this goes for finance. This is for anything. Any goal setting is knowing and having a realistic expectation that there's going to be times when this kind of sucks. It's going to be hard. People around mm-hmm. me are going to be tempting me. It's my birthday. I should just have a cheat day. It's it's going in understanding that, yeah, I'm going to have to say no to some things in order to say yes to the new. And as long as you go in and don't think it's going to be all sunshine and roses and easy and no problem, then you will get through those tough times. Well, see, I don't know how it is in Canada, but in America, everything's thing. supposed to be easy and you're not supposed to have to work hard or have any sacrifice. So. Invite me to that yeah. world yeah, when that happens. That. But let's, I mean, and yes, life can be challenging. But it doesn't mean it has to be hard, meaning we don't have to be anxious and stressed and angry and upset. We can choose to be like, you know what? It's hard, but I will get through this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take credit for this. And even though I didn't make it up, but it sounds good. Uh, You can have results or excuses, but you can't have both. Amen. You got it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. And, and something easy, a little hack that makes it, believe it or That's not, hard. when you mm-hmm. talk to yourself in that fashion, it sets into your subconscious and it helps you stop from cheating. Yep. No, I agree. And, and think about there are some areas in, 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 in all three of our lives where even without consciously saying it, it's not an option. So we have twins. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when they were newborns, <laughs> you know, invariably a few things would happen some little old lady would always ask you if they're twins. And it's like, no, we just had babies a day <laughs> apart. Of course they're twins. And then somebody else would say, Ooh, I could never have twins. Oh. I could never take care of them. And it's like, well, it's really not an option or else they you die. didn't choose. <laughs> right. So you just can't not feed them because literally the next yeah. day they'll starve to death. So we all have areas where we've already have a preconceived failure is not an option or, or giving in is not an option. Um, and, and those are kind of the big, you know, the taking care of your kids, the things mm-hmm. like that. But if we put those more, you know, strong boundaries in, in other areas, think about where our lives and, 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 and situations can be when it comes to health and money and, and relationships yep. and everything, because they're all related in a lot of different ways, for sure. Absolutely. Well, managing your finances is a habit. It's not some secret superpower. You don't. I personally, and I'm, I'm sure Laura will agree, finance because money's a tool. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. Your money doesn't care who you are, or where you're from. It's just money. So it's a habit and the way we look at it and use it. Just like if I look at the pencil sitting on my desk, it's a tool. How I choose to use it is up to me. Sure. So let's play devil's advocate though. Let's say that um, uh, we're we're getting towards uh, just a tight month revenue wise for both Laura Mm -hmm. and Nicole. And they've done a good job. They've done some planning and, and, and the money there is the money's there to take care of bills. Uh, Mm -hmm. but just with the economy and COVID or whatever, there's not Mm -hmm. much extra. And let's just say for whatever reason, either I'm not watching my budget or I just happen to have a little bit of discretionary income. So, Hey, you know, uh, you know, my wife and I, we're going out to dinner tonight. We'd like to invite you to, you know, to come, we're going to this nice restaurant, you know, it's probably only going to be 30, 40, 50 bucks each, you know, um, you know, and now, you know, this is not something you should do. Like, what do you do at that point? Because you have the choice of, man, he'll think I'm poor. He'll think I'm, I'm no fun. He'll think, you know, whatever, or, you know, how do you say no to something like that? 
It comes, but I'll, I'll go first and then Laura can continue. Um, again, it comes back to that confidence, back to being confident in yourself and the friendship that you have and knowing that there will not be judgment if you are honest. If you say, David, you know what, Laura and I, we really want to, it was a bit of a tight month, so we're going to have to do it another time, but so happy to do it as soon as we can. If I feel you the just need said that to, so confidently too, that I wouldn't, you know, it was right? like, Hey, you're just stating a fact. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now we get into the area of if I'm afraid to tell the truth to my friends, that's something inside of me where I'm lacking confidence. I'm putting it on them to make me feel okay about my decision. Mm-hmm. Right. But if they're your actual friends, your family, your mother-in-law, like they're going to get it. They'll mm-hmm. understand. Well, it's the conviction and the tone that you say it as well, right? I mean, when you are a confident individual and you understand and have identified where your priorities live um, Mm -hmm. and hold yourself accountable, it's easier to communicate that. It comes out easier. You know, unfortunately, right now, our resources are very tight, but we would love to do it in the future. Yeah, you're not going to be judged. What would prevent you from saying that is the fear of judgment. Well, and I you know respect worse? that. You know, I respect. You know what's worse though? Yes. Sorry. That's okay. Coming up with a lie that you need to keep up because you felt yeah. you were going to be judged. That's way worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids are, you know, don't do that. Somebody's sick. <laughs> Someone's yeah, sick. Yeah, I have a migraine. Yeah. They got in a car crash. I have to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just be yeah. honest. Sorry, yeah. David. I just, it, no, that's true. But because, well, the and truth. then they can compound because then the next time I talk to you, how's your kid? Oh, my kid's fine. Oh, wait. Yeah. No. Oh um, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah right. No, she's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, I <laughs> exactly. definitely, I, I see that. But I, I think that what most of us respect in life is confidence and honesty. So mm-hmm. if the confident, honest truth is, you know what, this is a tight budget month and this doesn't fit into our budget or, yeah, who knows what else we're, we're trying to put to put away a couple hundred dollars a priority. month for a vacation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And this is not a part, just like for me, you know, I, I make, I kind of have a cheesy personality and I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> that, but um, no, you no, know, no, a no, few no. times with people, I was like, mm-hmm. look, you know, I'm tired of being fat and disgusting. So here's my list for September and I'm not eating this stuff. And that kind of just works, you know, I mean, and <laughs> um, the ice a little, yeah, you know, and so humor or, or however you can do it. But I, but I think you're correct in just being honest and just being straightforward because we all do have priorities. And for me, mm-hmm. you know, every year you get older, it's just, it's that much easier to put on one pound a month and, and it, it happens quickly. So you have to be purposeful about it. And it's the same thing with money every year. You know, it's just that much easier to spend a little bit more, just, just mm-hmm. aimlessly for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and and what, what ends up happening is that we only end up hurting ourselves when we don't build that confidence and start to understand and recognize the priorities um, and why we want to achieve the things that we do. So mm-hmm. the, the individual that suffers the most is the one that doesn't come to the truth or that lives behind the cloak of judgment um, out of fear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you can sort of s- start to really identify the things that matter in your life, and hold yourself accountable to them and apply action to keep moving in a direction that's going to make it better. You're going to live in a place that has judgment. You're going to live in a place that has fear until you can start to set your boundaries and understand mm-hmm. your goals and how to, how to see where you want to go. Yeah. Well, and, and it's amazing that all of this really 
it's amazing how much we self-sabotage ourselves just uh, by not yeah. being honest or being fearful or not being purposeful. I mean, think about all the potential yeah. we all have that we just don't reach. And, you know, we can blame the so other true. political party. We can blame whoever we want, oh, but, but yeah. it's us, you know, it's each one of us individually. Absolutely. So, now, do either of you have any like specific boundaries in your own personal finances that you might be able to share? Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, that's a good question. Boundaries. Well, you know, I, I love, I'm a, I'm a really good consumer. I love to shop. Professional Uh, consumer. Yes. I'm a very professional (laughs) consumer and we had to establish boundaries quite early on to always have accounts that are not accessible (laughs) unless you go to the bank (laughs) and yeah. And and that's actually that's actually been really good for us um, because you can't impulse shop that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always try, it's funny because we always try to divert the focus on things, you know, it's, it's the distraction. Don't look that way. So you can buy this um, and, <laughs> you know, avoiding the, the obvious is, is just ultimately painful in the end. So by creating that account where we know money goes in, but money never comes out. Um, it's sort of safeguarded that account so that you can't access it. It has to be an extreme emergency um, in order to have it. And it gives you sort of that cushion in the back of your mind that there's an account that you know is being fed um, for for the emergency, but you have to actually take Mm -hmm. physical action to get to it. Yeah, and money doesn't solve all the world's problems, but don't you just feel better knowing that that money's there? Oh, yeah. Because stuff happens, right? It's like when you have a, a pantry with yeah. a supply full of food and we all yeah. went through this actually in March. This is the first time in generations that individuals did not grow a good portion of their own food or keep a, a few weeks right. of food Supplies. in the house in a pantry. Like my parents had a pantry in a cold cellar. My grandparents did, my in-laws do. It's our sort of, the, I would say like the thirties and up that we don't do a pantry. Mm-hmm. like an actual pantry. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's funny for us. We do uh, actually, Laura, what you're describing is really similar. We have our emergency funds as well, that you can only touch if you do certain things. It's not easily accessible. But is a sale an emergency fund or? Absolutely I mean, not. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely no, no, not. No. And it's, it's funny. I love how Laura talked about, um, consumption because I used to be that person. I used to be like the shoe collector. Like it was my job. Um, <laughs> But now, funny enough, fast forward a decade later, and we actually, I would say, fall a bit on the minimalist side. <laughs> so we practice sort of a one-in, one-out situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, and if you think about, I, and I just did a podcast about the three biggest investments that you can make uh, right now that can't fail. And one of them was invest in yourself, right? right. Um, and the other one was invest in others. And then the other one was invest in experiences, right? Because, nice. you know, stuff is cool. I mean, I like nice stuff, but, you know, think about, think about some of the experiences that you have that, that you just can't ever replace and think about. So I, I like the minimalist uh, movement. One of my things with money is I don't really buy that much stuff. I mean, I go clothes shopping like once a year and half the time I look yeah. like a homeless person in the office. And, and you know, I think that's fine. But, um, you know, if I have $5 in my pocket, it's going to be gone by the end of the day. And I didn't buy anything. So Coffee, I don't have anything to show for you. it. So, yeah, yeah. So just, you know, just little bits of money just leave. They go. It disappears. And so that's a way, um, you know, for a few more boundaries for me may um, may not be uh, may not be a bad thing at all. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but David, as long as you have all of your other things taken care of, spending that $5 in your pocket may not be a bad thing. You might get that small little piece of joy from buying that coffee and that's okay. Oh yeah. As yeah, long as yeah. it's taken care of. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And I think that's the big thing is to make sure that everything is, is taken care of. You know, there are a lot of famous kind of financial advisor, author people that talk a lot about budget, 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 budget. And really what they're talking about is don't spend. And, and I don't think the don't spend thing is, is good because we should enjoy some of the fruits of our labor. Like you said, when everything else is taken care of and when we're to whatever extent we feel like we should be generous, we need to be generous and, and certainly everything else needs to be taken care of. But you know, one of the issues is you know, people love to buy $5 coffees and, you know, not that many people can afford two of them per day, seven days a Absolutely. week comfortably. I mean, yep, that, that totally. is a pretty good chunk of money. So, yeah. but if once in a while, you know, it just makes you feel good to get a coffee and get out of the office and, and, and treat yourself, I, you know, I'm totally, totally good with that. Well, yeah, that's an investment in you, right? That's mm -hmm. an investment that you've made for yeah. yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those do exist. So it's, it's sure. believing it's, it's also too just believing in the fact that it's possible. A lot of people don't feel that they have enough that they can make that change to save a dollar or $5. It doesn't have to be a big change. It can be something very small that over time gives a big result. And I think we become as, as just living our life and we forget that, you know, if we took this one small action today, every day for the next 20 years, yeah, and it's a small amount, it's going to turn into something greater than you anticipate it today. Is it the so, sixth wonder or the seventh wonder of the world? Compound interest. It's one <laughs> of the wonders. It's yeah. the sixth or the seventh. It's a it's wonder. Magic. Um, it's magic. You just do but, a little tiny bit every day. Yeah. So, so you can be, it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, you can make a small change today that will contribute to you in the future by setting boundaries on yourself and setting small goals and creating new little habits to set that mindset to be able to achieve the things you want. And Have you yeah. read or heard of Darren Hardy's The Compound Effect? Um, no, but I'll no. write ba that down. Basically, We're the premise is everything you do every day or we do is either working for you or against you. So it's all yes. compounding. So, 100%. you know, there's that whole story of like one extra Oreo per day over a year is like six pounds or eight pounds. And then, yeah. and yep. that's just one Oreo. One Oreo is not a big deal, but when you compound it every day or just, you know, mm -hmm. drinking water instead of, you know, sodas and things like that, that'll compound yep. in the right way as well. So I, to and, and it goes for your relationships too. Just, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. a smile. Sometimes, you know, whatever, uh, you know, whatever it is that the people a around compliment. us need a yeah. compliment, uh, you know, that, that really, really goes, um, goes a long way. So our, all of our behaviors, they compound for us all the time, either mm -hmm. positively or negatively. So that's something to definitely keep in mind when we're thinking about our, our personal, uh, personal boundaries for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And for those that feel that boundary sounds kind of icky, kind of restrictive, just think of it then as protecting yourself, mm -hmm. You're protecting yourself so that you can win today, win tomorrow, win that, that future. Mm -hmm. um, it, and, and genuinely, I mean, Laura and I, in our time management workshops, we talk about, instead of saying managing your time, we talk about protecting your time. Wow. How can you protect your time? Your ti yes. And invest. You can invest it. Mm hmm right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I like the protection uh, side, flip side of boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I do like the, um, the one of 
one of uh, the seven habits of highly successful people is to start with the end in mind. Oh, so yes. if, if, if the end in mind is, is getting debt free or, or, or taking a big trip or whatever, then all of a sudden, you know, making that what seems like a horrible sacrifice of not going out to eat or, or starting up a new account to where you're going to put money away and not touch it, you know, all of that becomes just, you know, not that big of a deal once you're, yep. once you have that end in mind. So yeah, I, de- I definitely, um, definitely see that. So um, what other kind of boundary boundary tips do, do you have, or, or maybe even some success stories that you may have seen with some, some clients or, or yourselves? I think a big one is the environment we've all, like, we've all touched how important our environment is. Um, and the reason why it's so important is because if you don't have yet the ability to be confident and stay true to what your, your new goal is, it's important to have that environment and people to support you. Um, what if you don't have anyone with you? What if you're single and you live by yourself and there isn't literally in your physical environment, anyone there to support you? There's ways you can read books. You can watch Ted talks. You can go and listen to podcasts. You can listen to the radio. You can get a a virtual sort of environment and mentorship to help support those goals. Yeah. I think a lot of people, at least, you know, sort of what I've experienced with working with individuals is that we don't really pay attention to how much our environment either stops us from achieving the things we want or enables us to achieve the things we want. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really hit our radar um, until someone tells you to look at it. And the environment is such a key player in whether or not you'll succeed or fail. It's unbelievable. And it's not spoken of as often as it should be. Mm -hmm. When you, you, David, when you took on your challenge, your environment, whether you know it or not, you took an inventory of because Mm -hmm. you included and involved other individuals in it. If you didn't put your little picture on the fridge, then you wouldn't have seen it. And that is setting your environment up to succeed. And I have seen people who have been trying to change their lives for years. And when they realized and started paying paying attention to their environment, they actually were able to achieve the things that they were trying to achieve for years, just because they made a switch in their environment. And it's small to be clear. You don't need to, like my sister says, sell you the don't house have to move. move. You don't have country. to. Yeah. It's a tiny little bite size change. It's the tiny gains. It's the piece of paper on it's the paying fridge. Attention. It's paying yeah. attention to the things that prevent you yeah. or enable you every day. So if, if, if you don't want to eat chocolate cake, don't have chocolate cake in the fridge. Yeah, don't buy it. It's pretty simple. <laughs> um, it sounds simple, but it's not simple if you can't see it. So look at what's around you. Look at where you're trying to go and look and see, you know, is there a pothole there? Are there roadblocks? Do I keep tripping over stair or shoes every time I try to leave the house? You know, what's the goal and what's preventing me from getting there? And that is your environment. Mm-hmm. And that's your physical environment, your tangible yeah, environment. Yeah, set yourself you can up for see. success. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that I heard of that that made a lot of sense is a concept called decision fatigue. So, <laughs> yeah. we, yes. we all have like that thing yeah. that we can't resist. For me, you know, um, yeah. it, it might be cheese its or I'll just like salty like chips, and yeah. and and if it you know if it's there, it's gonna you're gonna eat them, and 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 then there are other addictions that are even you know worse than that, and. If so, yeah. when you're running a business, I'm making decisions all day. I get home, I'm tired. Yep. 
I'm just that much more likely to give into temptations. You just are. For and and sure. human beings, yep. we're not very strong. We might think that we're strong, but we're not. So if, if you, if you eliminate the temptation by not having it there, mm-hmm. um, you know, then, then all of a sudden, you know, you don't have that. I have to be strong. You just, you just don't have it. And, and the time that you are strong is when you're going grocery shopping and, and, and you, you have a no list problem. and you don't buy the, exactly. <laughs> and you, the well, worst. you don't buy the bad stuff. So then you don't have it. So. It's true. Who wrote the book? Uh, it's willpower doesn't work. Was it Dr. Benjamin Hardy? Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Yes. It was. I actually willpower did a podcast with him. He's awesome. Yeah. So. He's yeah. been on our show too. We agree. We big fans of Dr. Ben, Smart but guy. willpower doesn't work. And you're right. Part of that is decision fatigue. Like I'm mm-hmm. too tired to even decide what to make if for I have dinner. To make, if I have to make one more decision. Yeah, I'm done. Would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I decide yeah. to go to bed and that's it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And I love that because I, I think the biggest thing that we can all do is we can all be purposeful or we should do the best we can to be purposeful and, and have the end goal in mind. And, and, and yeah, especially right. with money, because if you think about where does your net worth come from? Well, it comes from your income is mm-hmm. one place. And how do you get paid? Well, you get paid based on how much value you bring to the marketplace. So what can we all do to bring more value to the marketplace that can help us to bring in more income? And that could mean, uh, you know, just doing a better job. If you work in a corporate environment, maybe you could show up five minutes early every day and then over time you're going to get more work done. And then when promotion time comes around, you're in line for a promotion. Doesn't guarantee anything. Um, or you can kind of sneak out 10 minutes early all the time. And then when you don't get the promotion, it's the boss hates me and it's not fair. And it's, <laughs> someone you know, else's fault. it's someone yeah. else's fault. And, you know, if I kissed butt more, I w- well, no, maybe if you just did a good job and none of this is ever guaranteed. Sure. Um, but, you know, or if you're running a business, we can just figure out a way to give a little bit more value. So customers are more likely to, to use our service or stay. So these, um, and then, then the other part, so that you have to be intentional on the bringing value because that will increase the influence. Flows, and then you have to be intentional on the outflows and what's mm-hmm. a reasonable amount of outflow for you and your situation. And that's where mm-hmm. the boundaries are because um, all three of us, we have different, different resources. Um, who knows who has more yeah. or less. So the amount of outflows that are right for me is not the amount that's right for either of you. For sure. This isn't. Yeah. Um, and and well, one thing I can say is the more you increase your inflows, the more room you have for outflows, but um, still, you, you <laughs> have true. to. Well, it's not how much you bring in, it's how much you keep. Because I know Absolutely. plenty of very famous uh, millionaires that no longer have anything because they, too much went out. They weren't able mm-hmm. to keep it. So definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So tell me a little bit about your um your YouTube channel and, and your podcasts and everything. And, and who, who listens to your shows and who watch your shows and, and what, what, what do they learn? Cause it's kind of a cool concept. Smart people that want to hear David talk in December. That's there you go. Our show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do the brief rundown of the, the YouTube show. So yeah. back in the beginning of the year, when a few things changed, Uh, Laura and I decided that we wanted to continue meeting people because we love networking and meeting people. And we, as our tagline says, you're one conversation away from more. And it's because we believe everyone has a story. Everyone that has achieved some sort of success has a story and a habit that they have cultivated and sustained that gives us a little window into how they've done it. And we love that because David did this and this. I'm going to try it and see if it works for me. 
So we get to talk to all these wonderfully smart people and hack their habits and apply them to our lives and our community's lives, which is very exciting. And what topics um, do these people talk about? We Gosh. cover everything. It's, it's a lot around a growth mindset, but in finance, a growth mindset in uh, food and our nutrition, a growth mindset in fitness, a growth mindset in, we have an individual that has a, an organization that caters to type two diabetics and specializes there. Mm -hmm. So we try to cross a lot of different specialties and we have people from around the world um, that come and speak to us about their area of expertise. So it makes it interesting. If there's something you want to learn about and there's a habit you want to try and cultivate, chances are we have someone there. We've got a hundred episodes up at the moment. Well, yeah. we're almost at a hundred. We'll be at a we'll hundred when David goes up. So that'll be pretty exciting. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. Like it. yeah. You know, we try to, uh, we try to have a lot of diversity. Um, we do cover a lot of topics um, and mm. different um, specialties, but ultimately it's, you know, it, it's the core skills that we all possess and the habits that we practice that mm -hmm. there is always a similar underlining story. Um, even though the stories are all different, it starts with how do you think about going, what you're doing, what you want to get, um, and what actions do you take? When, you know, what do you plan? What do you map? And how did you do it? And that's what we look lose. We look for the tips we look for the habits and we try to pull them out and create ways of trying to application for anyone who mm -hmm. wants to try. Mm -hmm. And that's really ultimately the, the motivation behind the show. And we just love people in general and learning from people. It's, <laughs> Absolutely. it's, it's just who Nicole and I are. So it's, yeah. Fantastic. And I think all areas of life, they, they just, they intermingle. So, they uh, do. Of course, and what good yeah. is financial success? If your relationship success isn't there and, and or exactly. if your physical health isn't there, you know, especially the parts that are controllable. So, so I love that you're, you're looking at many different topics, but in a lot of ways, it all kind of boils down to the same thing, develop some good habits, learn from people yes. who kind of know what to do and then just do it. Do exactly. It. Yeah. Just do it. Right. Exactly. We are trying to make our <laughs> life better and get more out of it. And, Ultimately, Laura and I are just excited to be alive, excited to be living life, and we want to learn everything. So, well, and we want to teach people how to do it too. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. uh, when you when you can turn around and learn something and do it yourself and feel the success of it, you want everybody else it's to be amazing. able to do it as well. Yeah. And so that's really what our membership is about. It's about uh, being in a place with like-minded individuals who want to achieve more in their life and are looking for creating better routines, better habits and breaking the old ones mm -hmm. um, and really putting focus on where they're headed and who they want to become. You know, I, I mentioned that I, I'm working with a, a business coach and one of um, there's, there's some morning rituals, but I've started waking up at five and then I yep. go, you know, I make That's coffee. One of the secrets, David. And then you go and you just, you know, so there's some, he, he comes out with a video every morning and then we, a couple of things we do, we journal and, but by six, I mean, I've, I've gotten a lot done. And oh it's yeah. Just, How do yeah. you feel at six o'clock? Oh, I feel like light, like literally lighter. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I literally think that my, my resting <laughs> heart rate is lower now because it but is. when you have I'm like sure that list of things that you know you should do, but you just you kind of don't get to them because you don't really want to. So you make reasons that you don't do them. And then it's just <laughs> constantly hanging over your head. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's not good. That's not no, good. So when you knock these things out and have a ritual and visualize some success and and yeah. everything else and remind yourself mm -hmm. of what your goals are it's and what's best. important to you. 
then yeah. you then you just you do your best and, and and it's a roller coaster. I mean, you have days where things don't go the way they should, and, <laughs> and, sure. and even where we fail. Um, mm-hmm. You know yeah. that happens all the time, but um, you know it has to be kind of an upward upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And if, if most it's days funny, David, work. that Laura and I um, started a early morning experiment, and we, being who we are, decided to live stream <laughs> it every morning on our channel. Okay, yeah, that's weird. So if anybody wants to join us, at 6 we're weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> we discuss something new. We try to learn something new. We talk about different habits, different mindsets. Um, we're just trying to start our day off right. Yeah. And let me tell you, we've been doing it. Today was day 30 described. It's this feeling of oh, like, there's so much time left in the day. Like I have so much I can do and I've already accomplished so much. I feel like I could just conquer the world right now. It's incredible yeah. with mm-hmm. that little adjustment in what time you get up can do for your finding those windows where you can invest into into yourself that you didn't think existed how many people say but but i'm not a more i'm not a morning person everybody we did yeah we did oh and i asked nicole i said nicole we're gonna do this i'm gonna i said we're gonna do something i'm gonna ask you to do something with me and you're not gonna like it but we're gonna do it i said okay and we're going to start getting up at early because there's some kind of magic that almost every single guest we've interviewed yeah. has told us about. And so let's go and figure out what that's about. And for anyone who wants to try it, we'll be there for them so they don't have to do it alone. And yeah. that's why we go live at six o'clock. Because if you just hang out with us, to for be 10 accountable. Minutes, they're going to be jazzed up and ready to, <laughs> to just take the day. But well, you know right. what power we're there is in not either. hitting... And not hitting the snooze button. There's a lot of power totally. because you did the first thing that you said you were going to do, which is wake up at whatever time mm-hmm. you did. And when yeah. you hit the snooze button, your first commitment of the day was not kept. This and is that's, so true. There's a mental, and that's been kind of just a yes. mental break. You're like, holy crap. I said I was going to wake up. I always say I'm going to wake up at five, but I hit the snooze button 38 times yes. and then you're rushed and, and you yeah. literally just didn't keep your commitment. So Yeah. And you know what, David, it's funny because over the last 32 days, we've both had those mornings. Let me be clear. It's not easy breezy cover girl every day, but the (laughs) very thought when my alarm goes off and I think, Ooh, I have to get up because Laura's waiting for me. Now it's, I have to get up because Laura's waiting and we have people waiting for us. Yeah. It's a motivator that, that accountability and community, that environment to set you up for success is a big deal. Mm. And the no. feedback that we get from people who who get up with us, it's who didn't fantastic. think they could ever do it, it's just you <laughs> just have to believe. And I know do we it. veered into we veered yeah. into early but morning, these are, but it's so profound. And I'm going to wrap this back to boundaries, though, guys. Mm. This is us thinking of something new that we want to try, that we establish as a boundary for ourselves, and it's investing in us to give us that little window of time where we can do the. Th- their brain is the most alert at that time. Mm-hmm. We know that science tells us that we're going to retain and learn the most we will out of the entire day in that small window of time. Yeah. So let's invest in it. Why wouldn't we? And don't spend it on quote unquote junk food. Cause if you get up first thing in the morning, your brain's right. all alert and it's been rested and it's pumping and you flip on social media you and you doom scroll and doom. consume all of the junk. Oh, wait, so arguing about politics with people who will never will never change your opinions I mean, is not a good use of your time. 
you know, I mean, it depends what you get out of it. I guess. We had an election this week, and I knew who I was going to vote for, and then I saw a social media post, and I totally changed my mind. Oh gosh! No, that's not what happened. No. Yeah. So. No, but he, that's no. the thing, and it's okay. Like it's it's good to have a healthy debate and sure. a challenge mm-hmm. new ideas. Of course, social media is not the best place to do it because you lose a lot of context <laughs> and intent. <laughs> so what Laura and I do, because we know this, that when you speak about and teach and talk and debate things, you retain it and get a deeper understanding, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why we said, okay, we'll get up at five, do our individual, if we're going to journal or do some stretching or meditation, prayer, whatever it is for whoever's doing it. Mm-hmm. Then at six o'clock, we're going to get together and learn something. Yeah. Let's learn something new and kick off the day right instead of being on social media. Do that later yep. if you have no. to at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and yeah. We, we don't have one, one more boundary that I put uh, my... Uh, I have a men's group that meets on Friday mornings and we all shut off social media on our phone. So, you Good know, if you need to post something uh, business wise, I do it from a computer and um, you know, you're just not really using it on your phone and that's Good. hours and hours. And if you check your screen time on your phone, <laughs> right? it's scary. It's true. I mean, it is scary how many times how time. did you pick it up? Yeah, That's, that's what a, scares that's me the most. <laughs> time is one thing. The number of times you go to pick it up and interact yeah, with it is another. Wild. We, we can allow ourselves to be controlled by our phones for sure. And that's, mm-hmm. that's definitely not a good thing. So well, yeah. awesome. Well, this was fun. Um, it's always a good <laughs> to kind of just banter back and forth. And, but what we're talking about is just really, really valuable because these little decisions, these little boundaries, these little, you know, setting goals that they make a difference over time. And, you know, without setting a boundary on, let's say nutrition, you could be a very, very athletic 20 year old, then you're in your forties. And how many people are in their forties that are literally 40, 50, 60 pounds heavier. And it doesn't have to be like that. And the same thing with your, with our financial situations, with our relationships and everything else. So setting boundaries, setting goals, uh, putting systems in place, putting accountabilities in place, finding partners. I have a buddy that I, that I um, uh, run with, and we had our joke with the NREF, the non-refundable entry fee. So once you pay your entry fee to a race, <laughs> it's amazing. That. The day gets longer and you have more time to run, right? That motivation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just dropped 50 bucks for to, the right to torture myself. There you but, go. Uh, and that was kind of our mantra. Even, you know, you'd text, Hey, the NREF, the non-refundable entry fee. So all I of a sudden t- watching TV is not that important. So yeah. a lot of yep. different ways that we can either just nudge ourselves in the right direction, or if we don't, we're just kind of veering off uh, the other direction. And over time, it makes a huge, huge, huge difference. So yeah. I'm going to give both of you, I'm going to put you on the spot, not even to tell sure. you who gets to go first. You can argue about that, but <laughs> okay. um, let's hear one final uh, creative boundary that you either can set or you will set in your own life. One creative an uncreative one or a creative one? Creative. So something that you can do um, or will do that'll just be kind of just this one more boundary that's going to put you moving in the right direction. I can tell you one that I have done for years and I okay. love it. My phone and my computer will not put through a single notification or phone call until 10 a.m. And then they that. are blocked again at 7 p.m. The only things that come just from my parents, my in-laws, my husband, my siblings Laura. That's it. (laughs) No one else is getting through between 7 p.m. and 10 a.m. the next day. I don't do. It's true. She doesn't. I love that. That is cool. And and if I'm a client and and if you answer one email at eight o'clock at night, I'm going to expect that from you always. And depending on what line of work, you know, 
a lot of times it's not that urgent. It can wait till the next day. Of course it is. Yeah. (laughs) Most things in life aren't that urgent. Yeah. You know, you just reminded me of something that we used to practice and I think I should probably bring it back into practice. Um, We would have a technology free afternoon. Oh yeah. That's no fun. Yeah. Well, you do that on Sundays, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty rude awakening when you're driving to a park and you can't figure out where it is and you don't have a map. (laughs) I didn't think of that. Technology free Sundays uh, was actually incredible. And I think I will put that back into practice. Thank you for reminding me of the boundaries that we sometimes don't stick to. Um, Don't have to be huge, but I think I will go back to doing that because uh, removing, uh, myself from technology and my children, mm. um, and in reinvesting that time in a different way. Um, it's fun. It's different. Absolutely. Yep. So here's a quick little boundary and then we'll wrap it up. So pick a time. It doesn't matter what time, but what time, whatever it should be for you when, when the phone goes away and put a cell phone charger somewhere in another room and then just put your phone right. on the charger and then you don't have yep. to keep looking at it. And it's weird because when you don't hold your phone, it's not in your pocket, but you get used to it. And then you yeah. can actually talk with your family and spend quality time with them. Go, go figure. So yeah, over time that multiplies on its own. So, well, Nicole and Laura, I enjoyed this. This is awesome. Um, uh, We'll put uh, the, the, uh, the links to your show in our, um, in our show notes. And we definitely want to get back together again, uh, maybe next year. So you got it. Absolutely. Right. Well, thank you (laughs) so much for having us. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget to watch our show to see David. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Like, and subscribe. Thanks. So what a cool episode with some really actionable tips on using boundaries to uh, help you to reach your financial goals. Don't forget to check out the Bear Slate, uh, that's B-A-R-E-S-L-A-T-E, uh, YouTube channel. And as always, if you'd like to schedule your complimentary consultation with me about your personal finances, email me at david at parallelfinancial.com. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.